Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. If your blood runs orange and blue, orange and blue, blue. This, this is the pod, is for, the pod you. for you. You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods. Hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beer. Let's get to it, New York. So I just mentioned uh, Obi Toppin. Um, he is the latest player that apparently is being discussed in trades with the New York Knicks. So uh, Sean Devaney of Heavy.com, he reported that the Knicks and Patriots engaged in trade talks around the third year forward. So according to an Eastern Conference executive that spoke to Devaney, uh, the Pacers see Toppin as an ideal fit for the team they're trying to rebuild, which they want to be a lot more of a faster running gun athletic type team. Toppin certainly would fit that mold. And the Pacers having extra first round picks that they could make available could entice the Knicks in a potential deal. Um, A move to Indiana would, of course, give Toppin the opportunity to play more minutes, potentially start. Uh, That's something that he's not been able to do in New York because of the place Julius Randle has in the team and in the front office uh, and uh, and another big season he's having. So uh makes sense from Indiana standpoint of why Toppin would be a player they would target. Uh, but in, from the Knicks standpoint, I mean, do you support the idea of even moving Toppin in a deal like this? Yeah, I don't. Um, I, I think it's always uh, a bad sign when a team's looking to sell low on a player. Um, you know, obviously Obi injured right now. Um you know, I understand that Randall's playing well, but there's no guarantee that that's, you know, that that's going to continue. Um, the one position they don't really have a ton of depth out is power forward. Um, the right. Sims Hartenstein, you know, combo hasn't been successful. Um, so, you know, I think that, you know, Obi could fit in, fit well. Um, so definitely if I'm, I'm sure the Pacers are the only team um, that, the Pacers won't be the only team that that call the Knicks if they if the Knicks let teams know that that Obi's on the block. Um, you know he's the ideal young piece um, on an affordable rookie contract that another team's going to look and swoop in and say if you don't value the guy, you know we'll take it, we'll take him off your hands, no problem. Um, the other thing, the other thing to keep, but the other thing to keep in mind from a Knicks perspective, they're going to have to make some decisions this summer, particularly with quickly and, and top because they're going to be right. extension eligible. If the front office has come to the conclusion that just OB for whatever reason, I disagree with it. I, I, I don't think that that, that would be smart. Um, but if they're going to make the if they've come to the conclusion that they're not going to offer Toppin, you know, an extension this this offseason, um, then they probably should explore trade opportunities. Um, but the you know, and the and the thing we'll talk about is who are they going to get back from the Pacers though? It's right. again, it's they have depth that that 
you know, that everything that's going on, you know, pretty much at their positions, do they really need to to get more first round picks? Um, I don't I don't think that benefits them. So for that reason, and we and as we've said before, um, certainly they've they've made a habit of collecting first rounders, but they also want to be competitive this season. So I don't I, you know, it's just weird with the Knicks, um, especially as far as this trade season goes, um, because you're looking at players. Like, listen, if they want to trade Halliburton, I guess we will make room for him. You know? <laughs> Um, yeah, so yeah, yeah, we can play all that Wally Zerbiak stuff the bed, and we can leave <laughs> right, that alone. Yeah, even while you look yeah. past it, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, but again, you know, Miles Turner is a great, you know, piece. Um, and and you know, Matherin is awesome young player, but you know, obviously those guys are, you know, the, the Halliburtons and Matherins and, um, you know, Nemhard if they want to move him, but he sounds, looks like he's, you know, found a rotation, you know, piece, a uh, part of the rotation there. Um, so it's just, you know, again, I, it looks like they're just, you know, looking to package excess picks for, for Toppin, um, who would be a great fit alongside Turner. Part of me would love to see Obi go there just to see what he could do, you know, I with know, consistent right? minutes and, and, you know, on a team that, you know, professes faith in him and he doesn't have to, you're not playing behind the, behind an all-star. So, um, but yeah, I, I just don't, I don't see how it would make a bunch of sense from the Knicks perspective. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the Deal. deal. Listen to the deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. Yeah, when I look at the when I look at it from a Knicks perspective, when you're looking at guys that could potentially trade, I mean, I got you know, you know, uh, you know, whether it's Halliburton or Matherin, these guys are supernovas, and of course, uh, wouldn't be available in a trade like this. But we know the Knicks need shooting. We know the Knicks uh, value shooting. That's one of their main weaknesses right now, and. Uh, I don't think that Buddy Hill would be a guy that they could probably get. It's not a guy I really would want. He has three years left on his deal. He's making twenty plus million. They literally have Fournier, who they're trying to get rid of. And I know Buddy Hill's better, but I, this is that's not the kind of player I think I'm. I'm trying to uh, pay sixty million for the next two, three years with. But I, I do wonder if a player like Chris Duarte, who maybe becomes more expendable because of how Matherin has played and Buddy Hill seems to have found a home in Indiana. They seem to value what he brings to the table. Um, so Duarte, he's been injured and kind of out of rotation. He had a pretty solid rookie year. He was a player that the Knicks were interested in during the NBA draft. Um, he's the Dominican kid. So there's, you know, there's plenty of ties potentially to, to New York, which is why the Knicks were interested in him. Uh, do you wonder, do you see if, do you wonder if maybe these teams say, look, you have a guy that you can't really utilize that probably has value. We have a guy who we can't really utilize but has value. Why don't we just swap? And then, okay, we'll throw an extra first if we really, you know, is going to be the one that 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 makes the deal. I wonder if that was discussed. It wouldn't shock me. Um, Duarte, is, again, been out of rotation, has not played well when he's played. So I want to give that caveat. But he has a reputation of being a, a dead-eye shooter. He was in college. He, he was for much of last season. And I would think that he maybe would be a guy that Indiana would, would dangle in a deal like that. Definitely. Uh, Duarte is a guy you mentioned. There's definitely Nick ties. Um, I haven't watched enough of the Pacers this season to see kind of, obviously he had that injury, um, you know, yeah. in the middle of the season um, that, that really set him back. It looks like he hasn't, you know, 
really recovered, even though it's been three weeks. Um, he scored a total of five points in the last Pacers' last four games combined. Um, so that's something like that could make sense. Knicks could also include Cam Reddish if the if the Pacers right. want to wing back um, to kind of play that that, that fifteen to, you know to twenty minutes a night that Duarte you know was seeing. Um, you know the the kind of the issue is. Um, you know, do is is it just injury related? Because he's a guy that started forty games for the for the Pacers last year, averaged right. over thirteen points. Um, you know, played twenty minutes a night. Like he was a key piece, um, obviously on a rebuilding team. Um, but uh, you know, he's older than than you know. He, that was a knock on. That's why he slipped in the draft. Um, you know, was drafted as a twenty four year old. He's uh, twenty five yeah. now, going to turn uh, twenty six this summer. Um, so that might make sense. Um, the issue there would be is Duarte content settling into a role behind. Um, RJ Barrett uh, behind Grimes because um, he's not yeah. going to get that 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 type of opportunity that he probably would have um, or, or that he was penciled in for for the Pacers. But you're right if they feel like listen, you know we're we're gonna heels a free agent, so I think that's kind of an X factor. Um, if he leaves this this summer, um, then there's certainly a ton of minutes obviously open up, and then they could play um, Matherin and and Duarte together. Um, Duarte can kind of shift between the two and the three. Um, uh, you know Matherin can play a little bit. Uh, you know on the on the wing and and the two guard as well um so that's something that that we'll keep an eye on um Aaron Nesmith Nesmith he's another guy um, that they yeah. can potentially move Jalen Smith's a guy who they picked up dirt cheap from Phoenix um would be would be another interesting kind of you know buy low player um you know that that but again the Knicks have you know three centers they you know they have yeah. enough time find a position you know find a minutes for those guys um so but but i think that that is if i was going to um you told me you know three weeks from now they, they make a trade they, i guarantee you that the trade is made between these two teams with the players involved that kind of swap involving um one young player that we like and he's showing a lot of promise but we just don't really have a space for him due to players currently on the roster and in front of right. him um, something like that might make some sense kind of a um a Duarte for OB and Cam Reddish and the Pacers throwing some some draft capital might make some sense for both squads. Yeah, I mean, for me, like I, I hope that they don't move from OB. Um, yes. I think that Julius Randle has been phenomenal. There's, there's no other way to 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 kind of couch how his season has been. But we have seen he's unreliable when it comes to playing on a consistent and, level. And and just to, to be clear, I think we're both in agreement. If the Knicks get a good offer for Randall, they should they should jump at it. Right, know, sell, sell high. But, yeah, and and therefore obviously you want to have Obi if and if in that 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 opportunity presents itself. Exactly, you know. So so to me, you know, if you if you don't have Obi around and 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 you do get a great offer for Randall, you don't make it because you don't have a back four, you don't have a four that you feel comfortable starting. That becomes a problem. And I, I'm I'm not going to be here and sit there and say, oh, you know, Julius Randle will fail or something. I'm not going to do that. I, I'm not doing that here. But we, Julius Randle has been here for a while now. It's not yeah. it's not his first year or second year. You know, right. this is three years here. So, um, and now we're in the fourth. Like, we kind of know what kind of player he is. Like, right. we know that he can run really hot. Yep. Sometimes hot for an entire season. He can yep. run really cold sometimes for an entire season. And I think to not have that insurance policy around in case he does run cold is very is very tenuous if you're not making a deal that is uh, that is really set up to 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 really fill out your team. And if you're talking about just throwing top and out of here so you can get an extra first round pick, it goes back to this idea: of what is your direction? I mean, you're now stockpiling more first round picks. Okay, now you feel comfortable giving up 
a fourth first round pick if you need to in a trade or a third first round pick. You didn't want to do it for Mitchell. Will you do it for another player? Is that why you're doing this? Is there something lined up with another team so that you know, okay, when we get this pick from the Pacers, I can then send it to Phoenix to get Devin Booker or send it somewhere else. Like without that clarity, um, I, I don't really see the point in, in moving and in, in moving top in here. I low key feel like this is this was not the Knicks trying to trade Toppin. I kind of feel like this was Indiana trying to fleece the Knicks, which I talked about is what every GM should do. Like as I said, the Knicks calling by certain guys. I'm like, great. They should, when they ask the, the Lakers allegedly for first round pick for Cam Reddish, I'm like, they should ask for a first round pick. They know they're not going to get it, but they should. Cause you never know. It only takes one bad GM and Rob Linka is certainly a bad GM to make a stupid decision that puts you in a good position. So um, the Pacers could have tried to come in and fleece the Knicks here potentially. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they were trying to trade Toppin, but my sneaky suspicion is that the Pacers kind of saw the lay of the land and saw who they had and said, hey, this might be something we could do. And the fact that it hasn't happened or didn't happen, I think, is a testament to Knicks really not being all that enthused with it at this moment. Yeah, definitely something to keep in mind. I listen, you know, we're still six weeks away from or five weeks away from the deadline, but we'll see it more often. It's always important to remember that somebody's leaking the trade for a reason, some, you know, and, and yep. somebody's making the poll for a reason. So we don't want to read too much into it. Um, we'll definitely talk about it and discuss it, but that is something to keep in mind. Um, just because Obi's name pops up uh, on the rumor mill doesn't mean that the Knicks have an interest in party. Very well said.